Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stange, and I am one of the managing partners of Stange Law Firm PC, which is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area. We have offices in Missouri, and we have offices in Illinois. Well, welcome uh, to tonight's uh, podcast on Stenge Law Firm. Uh, again, the topic uh, here tonight is settling your family law case when a settlement proposal is in the margin of error. Uh, it's a really interesting topic. It's actually based on an article that I wrote uh, myself on a webpage called HG Org. Uh, and if you look under uh, the link tonight to the podcast, you can get a link to the article and you can read it as a follow up or uh, a prelude to. Uh, to the episode here this evening, uh, very interesting topic, uh, one that uh, kind of a hook or, hook or catchphrase, if you will, that I've been using for a long time to try to break this whole concept down with clients. Uh, but we'll get into that topic here in a minute. But uh, before we do that, I should state, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain tonight in this episode is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you require legal advice, uh, you should definitely consult an attorney who is licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, so on to the topic. Again, this is based on an article that I wrote that's on a webpage called hg.org, and you can read that after the episode here today, and it, it will, you know, in a lot of ways break it down uh, in a little different light than, than, than the way I'll break it down here tonight, but uh, definitely an interesting article. And again, you know, this goes back uh, to a critical question that I think any family law attorney gets, and I can tell you one that I get all the time from clients. Uh, and have throughout my career, which is, you know, along the lines of, you know, Kirk, when do you think I ought to settle my case? Um, you know, when does it make sense to proceed forward? And when when does it make sense uh, to go to trial uh, in, in a case versus, you know, on the other hand, you know, when do you think it's appropriate to settle the case and wrap it up and just get it over with? And, you know, that's a critical question that really any client going through a family law case is going to ponder. And it makes perfect sense. And, it, and you know, as an attorney, um, in a lot of ways it can be easier to pull the emotion back and, and dial it back and you know, look at uh, a client's case in kind of an objective way. And, and, and that makes it easier as an attorney to, to advise a client. You know, of course, you know, when you're a client and you're going through a family law case, it could be a difficult uh, quandary in that, um, you know, you've got emotions tied up into it, and uh, this isn't just a, a case. Um, you're not just looking at data and numbers and, and assets. I mean, this is your life, and, uh, you know, for clients, that can be a very scary thing, and, uh, and I think as an attorney, I'm cognizant of that, and, I, you know, that's what humbles me every day in, in uh, working in this profession, profession because I know I'm dealing with real lives, uh, with real kids, and I know the effects of these cases can uh, can affect families, I mean, really, for the rest of their life. And that's what is terribly humbling about this profession and why it's such a great honor to be able to help clients through very difficult times in their family law case. But, you know, again, the, the specific question I get from clients is, you know, when should I settle? When does it make sense to settle? Or, on the other hand, you know, when does it make sense to proceed forward and perhaps go to trial? 
and uh, and that's the question. And and again, let me kind of break this down for you, uh, for you and the listeners out there. So, you know, maybe this will make sense. And you know, obviously, what I'm talking about here today is kind of a general principle. You know, we all know kind of general principles in life. You know, there's kind of catchphrases and hooks, you know, for things that you know that people uh, use based on. You know, just kind of words of wisdom, maybe from philosophers and stuff like that, that people consider. But for me, uh, uh, something I've kind of kept in my hip pocket, and something I always say to clients is this: is uh, look, what's what's critical is uh, where will this case end up if the case went to trial, in all likelihood. And I and I refer to that as kind of the margin of error. You know, this is uh, there could be some variant, but when you look at the the, the big issues in the case. Uh, oftentimes, I mean, if you as an attorney, if you've handled lots of cases and you're familiar with the court system and maybe you're familiar with the judges, you don't know with 100% certainty what, what they might do, but you can kind of come up with a range. And what I try to do with clients and say is something like this. I mean, let's look at the best-case scenario. I mean, if everything just kind of rolls your way, uh, if you have the absolute best day in court and the judge uh, looks at your situation and, and – uh, that's kind of favorable to your position, you know, what's that best possible case in terms of how a case could end up. And then I think with any client, uh, as an attorney, you've got to advise a client, you know, if things don't go your way, uh, if the judge has a negative impression in terms of uh, your version of the facts or your side of the case, uh, what's that worst-case scenario? In other words, what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? And so, you know, in taking that worst possible case and you take the best possible case, what I try to do with clients is and kind of come to that middle point and say, what you know, what's the middle between the best and the worst? And that's what I refer to when I say margin of error. That's kind of that center point um, where you think, you know, most people – uh, don't have the absolute best day in court and everything doesn't go 100% their way. I mean, sometimes it does, but for most folks, you know, it can, it can be an ebb and flow. There can be good and bad if you go to trial. So, uh, you know, you take that middle. And, and, uh, and again, that's what I kind of call the margin of error. And to use an analogy, you know, oftentimes in, in elections, for example, you'll see polls in terms of, you know, where where the voter's mind might be. And any poll has a plus or minus. And so, a uh, poll might say, you know, 45% for this candidate and 55% for this candidate, but this poll is plus or minus two or plus or minus three. And so that, that's where you know the variant can be. And so the poll, you know, is a snapshot in a moment of time, but, the, you know, the overall election result can vary a little bit. It can move a little bit in one direction. It can move a little bit in the other direction. And that's, and that's what they call in polling is the margin of error. And so what I tell clients is, look, find that middle between the best and the worst case and, and that, in all likelihood, is where a case is likely to end up. And then you know there's a plus or minus where it could move a little bit this way, uh, it could move a little bit that way, and so there can be some variant there. And, and that's that margin of error. And so what I tell clients and is this: is look, if you get an offer, and that settlement offer is such that you know if you go to trial. Uh, the reality is you're probably going to get a better result because that margin of error is someplace different. So you got a settlement offer coming your way, but the offer is such that if you go to trial, you proceed forward, you end up uh, with a substantially better result or a significantly better result. In those cases, it typically doesn't make sense to settle. In other words, why would you settle 
if by proceeding forward you can obtain a result uh, that is going to be better for you. And when I say better, I mean you're looking a year down the line, five years down the line, ten years down the line. I think you have to take a short-term view of a settlement offer, and then you have to break it down to the long term and say what what would the long-term effects be. So in those cases, typically it doesn't make sense to settle because proceeding forward is likely to net uh, a better result when you look at that margin of error. On the flip end, uh, sometimes it happens in cases. You get a settlement offer, and it's just fantastic from the other side. It doesn't always happen. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, in fact, the other, I think, possibility is more true that you get a result. You could, you know, you get an offer that is maybe unreasonable and that, you know, you could do better if you went to court. But every now and again, maybe you get an offer and it's just fantastic. And you know, if you went to court, that the reality is, is, is that it's likely that you could end up worse. Well, obviously, in those cases, does, uh, I mean, you want to take that settlement offer and you probably want to take it and run for the hills before the other side changed their mind. Again, it doesn't happen that often, uh, but in those cases, it's easy to know uh, that settlement makes sense. Uh, the trick, though, is <clears throat> what oftentimes happens is, you know, there's offers, so you get a settlement offer, you do a counter offer, uh, maybe you go to court, get some insight from the judge. If there's a guardian ad litem in a custody case, you get in some insight from that guardian ad litem. And in these settlement offers, you, know, you can have offers and counter offers, and then both parties are moving a little bit, uh, uh, and they and they come together. And what I normally tell clients is, look, uh, if the settlement offers get to a point to where it's in that margin of error, in other words, you're kind of in that halfway point between your best case scenario, if everything goes your way in court, or your worst case scenario, if everything just falls against you in court. So if you're kind of halfway in between that, uh, in that margin of error where uh, you know, you're, you're in between your best and your worst day, and, and perhaps you take the case to court, and maybe you do a smidge better on some issues, but maybe you do a smidge worse on some other issues. You know, those those are the cases where I think it's tough for client, um, but those are the cases where, practically speaking, you know, why prolong a case maybe for months, uh, spend significantly more on attorney fees, if the result is in that margin of error. Uh, you know, those are the cases where I normally tell clients this, which is, look, it's your decision, it's your choice. Um, you've got a right to decide whether to take the settlement offer or not. And, of course, it's your decision. You've got to live with the results of it. I don't. You know, I'm going to live my life uh, at the conclusion of this case, uh, uh, and you're going to live yours, and so you're going to have to live with this result, not me. And so it's your decision. But, you know, practically speaking, why spend significantly more in attorney fees uh, emotional heartache in terms of a case like this uh, uh, prolonging, continuing forward, if the result isn't going to be substantially better. So, again, you know, there's not necessarily a black or white rule, but it's kind of a general principle. I would uh, tell the folks out there that, again, it, you know, every case comes down to the specifics of your specific situation, but if settlement offers get to a point to where it's in that margin of error, uh, that's usually the point where settlement uh, might be warranted certainly something you should uh, significantly uh, think about and consider because proceeding forward might just be costly and it might not change the result much. Of course, you know, is it, kind of the opposite side of this. You know, what you really need is a family law attorney that, that, that practices in this area, you know, somebody who knows the ins and outs of it, uh, that has dealt with the judges uh, in multiple cases of a similar fashion in the past, and, and, and that can help 
uh, determine what that margin of error is, and that and that's really a critical thing. And obviously, if you have a newer judge, maybe somebody you're not familiar with, you know, this margin of error can be harder to predict because you know a newer judge where the attorneys have had less experience with the judge, um, you know, it, it, it can just be harder to predict what might happen uh, in terms of what that judge might do. But again, uh, as a general principle, selling a family law case when a settlement proposal is in the margin of error makes sense in a lot of instances, and it's definitely something uh, I would say the listeners uh, should take a hard, long look at if uh, they get a settlement offer in that margin of error in their family law case. So that's the topic. Again, is a follow-up to uh, the episode here today. You can go to hg.org. Uh, you can look at the article, Settling Your Family Law Case with a Settlement Proposals in the Margin of Error. I think it's an interesting article, one I enjoyed putting together immensely myself because it's kind of this catchphrase I've been using with clients for a long time. So hopefully it's helpful to the listeners out there. Again, thanks for listening to Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Uh, stay tuned for our next exciting episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stengy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.